right, it's Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer. Welcome to another Law Talk. This is a special one for me. I have like all my idols in the room with me. Uh, as always, I want you to like, follow, and subscribe to the content. We are available on all social media platforms, podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, it's on there. Of course, we're on TikTok. Uh, lots of good uh, legal direction and Josh doing the dances on TikTok. That's exciting. It is true. And then N.A. The Band, uh, local guys that have an album out right now, Inside My Head. It's available for free. You can download it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you listen to music. And uh, Michelle Allen is our longtime sponsor of the show. Just uh, check her out. She is the local Cry Like Realtor, really good lady. If you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'd be glad to help you. High Octane Martial Arts has been in Covington since 1993, and we just opened our second location in Millington, Tennessee. If you visit masonsmartialarts.com, we'll be glad to get you kicking and punching like the guys on the show today. And uh, Jam Book and Record Books and Records is opening very soon on the Covington Square. You can uh, visit us on Instagram or Facebook. We're excited about that new company. Uh, that's going to come up hopefully in October. And then last but not least, Masonite Digital Marketing. If you're trying to uh, do a website, commercials, anything like that, Josh will help you just visit at masonitemarketing.com. And so today I'm super excited because I said some of the legitimately some of the nicest people that I know sitting here at this table with me, also some of the most dangerous people in the world. It's interesting that that goes hands in, hand in hand. So I have, I guess I'll start with my left over here, is COO of GTMA, new master apprentice, uh, fifth degree black belt, Mr. Jeffrey Nodelman, who's also been on our show with our Comic-Con because he's a very talented uh, animator and artist and just, just a great guy, always comes and helps us here in Covington. Uh, and then across from me, I have new grandmaster, ninth degree black belt, Again, one of my idols in life is uh, Grandmaster Kathy Lee, and then the man himself, the the baddest of the bad and the goodest of the good is what I said, which I don't know, I don't know if he likes it or not, but we've got Grandmaster G.K. Lee, the, uh, the head honcho with GTMA and just Taekwondo and martial arts in general. So how are you guys doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Good. Well, I really appreciate you being on here. Uh, I know we kind of rushed you in here, and then you're here because you uh, are going to bless our Millington School with a great workout here soon, and we're looking forward to that. But I thought, especially if we have GTMA people watch, that it might be good for them to hear sort of an origin story. Uh, now, I got to hear Grandmaster GK. I got to hear yours once before. It was very interesting to me. We actually listened at the restaurant on how you got into martial arts and whatnot, and then same thing with you, Grandmaster. And I don't know that I think we did talk about it one time, how you got into it, how you done it, Mr. Nolleman. But why don't we do that? Why don't we start with, if you don't mind, how you got into martial arts? Whoever wants to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very easy story. It's simple, and it's, um, it's a fun story to reflect on. I was picked on by a bully. Her name was Sandra. Sandra Long, to be exact. She's okay. She knows she's a bully. And she is um, someone that's hard to forget because when I was growing up through middle school, she always picked on me and told me she was going to do that every day after school. And uh, she let me know she was going to beat me up. She gave me all the threats. And, um, of course, my mom couldn't continue to take off work and come pick me up early because that got old fast. And so she said, summer break is coming up. Let's, uh, I think you need some martial art classes. There's no question about it. So she took me down and I took classes at the local school and it was really great. Fast forward, I went through the summer, 
got real educated, became a yellow belt with a yellow uniform because my <laughs> grandma Clorox did a little too much. And I had a yellow belt with three stripes. And when Sandra said, I'm going to beat you up after school, right away, early on, I said, Sandra, just stop right there. I'm a yellow belt with three stripes. I just want you to know. And she looked at me and uh, pretty much that was it. She just walked away and never really had much for me after that. So verbal Mm self-defense was a great terminology always made up and thought works. And uh, she left me alone. And so I love the story where I go back to my 20th class reunion and I was searching everywhere to find her. I said, I hope she's here. And so I went up to her and said, Sandra, I gotta thank you. You've given me the bestest <laughs> thank career. Thank you for doing, and, and thank you so much because I've had the greatest life, best career ever. And I get to help all these people with self-defense needs, you know, like you used to do to me and pick on me. And so she looked at me like I really wasn't sure she was really, she didn't know I was really right on that, but she realized it and said, okay, I'm sorry. And couple tears and it was worth it all and I'm happy to say it worked nice I did not know that it, 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 was real. that was that in Florida it was in Florida okay it was in Florida that's yes, what I thought yes hmm. Panama City Bay High School yes yeah, I actually have a similar similar origin story uh, on all that very very similar actually so pretty cool Grandmaster how about you you want to know yes sir <laughs> So um, my father is a honeybee keeper. Yes, sir. That's why at a young age, I have to follow him every summer, every, uh, whatever he go to uh, flower. That's why uh, that time, uh, I have to new town all the time. That's why uh, all, all the time fighting. Yes, yeah, so, you know, just uh, little kids always picking on. That's why um, just we starting uh, that time, young ages. Because of they were all fighting around. It's just like a, I'm a, a new new kids in block. Mm-hmm. New kids on That's the block. Was and this was in Korea. Yeah. And was it was it taekwondo that you started that with? That time we call not taekwondo. We call tang sudo. Tang sudo. Tang sudo. All the style, but nail on seventy uh, one making everybody uh, uh, WTF style that time starting. Yes, sir. And I, I know you competed in things there, and then eventually you were in, in or involved in the Rock Army. Is that correct? Yeah, I uh, used to be uh, U.S. Army base. I teaching uh, three years. Then, uh, then after that, I came here. Also, uh, Korea have a mandatory. We have to go to three years. Yes, sir. That's why I go there. Army. I have teaching at uh, all three years. How how did you get? And I'm just curious. I know you've done this your whole life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even 25, 30 years ago, you were the guy then for advanced training, like knife fighting and grappling and joint manipulation and, and all those things, all, you know, so many different disciplines. So is it just stuff that you picked up across as you as you traveled and as you trained or? Just like the olden day uh, um, martial arts have a pretty much all overall self-defense, so that's why I have to be. Uh, that time I learning another um, uh, instructor, different style people. Yes, sir. That's why. Uh, also, I have to teach in Army and the U.S. Army also. That's why I have to be better than anybody. Yes, sir. That's why I have to be good at. That's why I have to be training all. Uh, that's what Taekwondo's base, but Taekwondo is a martial art. 
Yes, sir. And also your uh, personal uh, uh, training, uh, your uh, what is it? Uh, your discipline. Yes, sir. Well, I, I mean, I, I've talked about it a little bit on my show before, and a lot of the people watching won't know any of the the whole martial arts organization things, but you're the reason that I'm here. I've said that, and I say it publicly. is because I've known all of you. You're all great people, you know, but you walk the walk. Like, to me, when I think of a martial arts master, it doesn't get any clearer a definition than when we look at you. So, anyway, I'm very thankful that you allow me to be part of your group. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Nodelman, uh, origin I, story in martial arts. Did you get beat up on the playground? I did, too? I did not get beat up on the playground. I do not have nearly as exciting a story as that. I'm actually dyslexic. Uh, and to get me to read, my mom used to buy me comic books. And she found out very quickly that if I she brought me that. into the comic book store, she ended up spending more money on comic books. It was actually cheaper for her to drop me <laughs> off next door at the local taekwondo shop go and then pick up the comics and then pick me up after class. Uh, so that little strip mall was a honestly weird, I guess, turn because uh -huh. those two, I guess, disciplines kind of dictated the, the course of my life. It did, yeah, because you were, became an artist and a martial artist, uh, CEO of the company. So, yeah, that's right. I remember, you, remember us talking about that. That's, that's interesting. I, I w personally, I was six years old. And uh, I was a very nerdy child. I'm still a nerd. I mean, and I'm fine with it. But I mean, I'm just an people. I'm just an adult nerd now I, that knows how to fight people. Anyway, so as a kid, I was six, and I remember I, I got beat up pretty regular. But this one time in particular, I remember there was a little girl that I kind of had a crush on, and she was watching me. And these boys came and pick, picked on me. And I remember vividly on the playground, uh, they were they held me down. They were holding me down and beating on my face. And I remember that they were hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. And I remember looking over, and the little girl was laughing at me. I remember that. And I was crying from getting hit, and it was embarrassing. And, you know, it was just, as a little kid, hindsight, you, now it's different with confidence when you look back on it. But, you know, that's traumatizing as a kid. And then the next thing that happens, my mother, how are y'all? I just noticed she's in here, too. <laughs> my mother was watching in the car riders line. And you guys don't know this, but my mother is known as the Bride Road Brawler. Like, she will fight at the drop of a hat. And you wouldn't know it. Josh knows. If you meet her, she seems like this nice older lady, but she will fight. And so she sees her little boy getting whipped, and she comes running across the playground and is throwing children in the air <laughs> off of me. And then I'm more embarrassed because now my mother has saved me. So then my father, who's very passive, and of course he's, he's passed, he passed away this year, um, but it was always a contrast with my parents because my dad was very passive, turned the other cheek, um, just very, very religious in his views and that violence was wrong. And my mother was like, you said something to me? You said something? You know, like it's time to, time to whoop them. So it was this dichotomy. Anyway, that night they put me in Okinawan Gojuru. I started in Gojuru, which was kind of the system locally. And then I didn't really care much for that system as a child because they had no kids program. I was with adults and we would just do, you know, floor drills really is what it would have been the whole time. And uh I, I, but it did give me confidence. And so, interestingly, that system, you don't progress as fast as in some. You get like a green tip, a stripe just towards the green belt. And I got my green tip on my belt a few, a few weeks later, and I confronted the bully in the, kind of like you said, in, the, in the, uh, the playground, and they relented. So it's interesting that 
I tell this to people all the time. One of the benefits to martial arts to me is not the, the, the kicking and the punching. The kicking and the punching is a vehicle to the life skills that you're going to gain. And literally everything that I do in my life is somehow been benefited and influenced by martial arts. When I'm, uh, I mean, literally the teaching in front of people is the exact same skills that I use in the courtroom in front of a jury. It's the same. The confidence and ability to read people, read the room, those skills transfer over. I, I was telling somebody the other day that was uh, hesitant on joining our instructors program. And what I was explaining to the parents is, it's not, it's not really even about being an instructor. Because, you know, a lot of them that become instructors, they'll help in the school, but they may not teach for the rest of their life. You know, it may not be a career path for them. That's fine. But the skills that they're going to develop in uh, being an instructor are skills they're going to use in anything they do. And so I have, I, haven't, I have all these degrees, you know, MBA, doctorate, and all, all this stuff. But that's not where I learned to do the things that are effective in my profession. It was in martial arts. Mm-hmm. So I, obviously I'm... I'm preaching to the choir here but uh you know there's just there there's definitely some benefits in martial arts that i think go uh, sort of under the radar and are probably the most prevalent benefits uh, having the discipline confidence everything something that i think parents don't realize along the line of kicking and punching in the classroom and, and following what you said is exactly right life skills and ways to help their future but this is the type of future that can help them the confidence it can give them to a apply for a job that might not be what they think they can get and have confidence to do that to excel um, the other thing is e- just even getting a scholarship in school or applying for college they look for people who have discipline and self and commitment and that is something that if you can do the training in the martial arts you can totally do anything else that you want to do in your future it can help you it can help an adult who's starting to train as well maybe they can get an improvement in their job um, a raise, an upgrade, a higher promotion. So martial arts can help anyone everywhere. I, I mean, I agree, obviously, but I think we're probably all biased on it because <laughs> yeah, we've, we've benefited we, from yeah, it. Yeah, we've benefited and we've witnessed it ourselves. So yeah. it's really cool. It's the kind of thing you think about, though, as, as, as an individual. You play part of a team, sports, you play football, basketball, or hockey. You're part of a team, and your efforts can be balanced out by someone else. Uh, as a martial artist, you are dependent on yourself just like in life so those skills have to be transferable because if you can't do what you're supposed to do you're going to get shellacked and there's nobody out there to help you yes sir yeah that's one thing i actually liked about it Mm -hmm. i wasn't and i'm still not the best i'm learning you know with the global demo team by the way i'm trying to be better as a leader and part of a team and by the way, you're doing fantastic. Um, so far. We, we, we're batting 100 because we've had one shot. <laughs> so and, and nailed it. <laughs> totally. We'll see. That. We'll see. Uh, I'm confident. It was, I mean, it's one of those things where when you have a good group, mm-hmm. it, 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 the leader is not even as important, you know, because you got a good group of people. But in any event, uh, I enjoy the fact that if I go to a, a tournament, as an example, and I compete, if I don't do well, that's on me. If I do well, to some degree, it's on me. You know, it, it, it also teaches you that, that responsibility, you know, in martial arts that you're responsible for. Who else? You, you can't point fingers really anywhere else. But, but the competition is really secondary. Like I said, there's so many other benefits. Another thing, too, and that's why I always think about you, Grandmaster G.K. Lee, is, you know, you're one of the baddest men I know. And when I say bad, I mean good. I mean, I know, you know you're so humble, too. Like, if I were as awesome at martial arts as you were— I, my head wouldn't fit through the door, you know, because uh, you're so humble, which, again, is, I think, an example, a testament to you as a person. Um, 
But, you know, I can only imagine how you would feel being so knowledgeable on all aspects of martial arts. That that knowledge gives you this confidence, you know, that, I don't know, it makes you, you, you just, I think, present different. There's an, a power when you walk into a room and you have that skill. Would you think so, sir? He's not going to, he's going to be humble and not say anything. About it. One thing, I'm learning martial arts benefit later ages. Uh, after I went to 32 year old, I went to demo, you know, 300 pound ice oh. breaking it. Then I broke my whole 300 piece of uh, my shell of my uh, anchor. Then after that, I just shaking my, you know, head myself. Now one year, I couldn't walk. One year. Then always my uh, seniors say, my teachers say, martial is when uh, you know you you know physically and mentally top shape. Then I got injury, I got my egos to breaking at that ice is not supposed to break in that way. You know, just like you melting ice, you cannot. Let me break just help them know mm, about okay. that, sir. Three hundred pound block of ice. I witnessed it, so I can say I saw it firsthand. We went to the ice house, and uh, I was like, "What are you doing?" What technique and were you sure using? Sure jump reverse sidekick. Okay. Or reverse sidekick. I don't know if it was jump or reverse. Uh, Regardless, many he was. Time I break he it. broke several, and we were so excited because he was going to have this demo at this big tournament. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to nail it. It's going to be great." Well, the excited, the excited people pushing the cart out with the ice, the the group of instructors, they were so excited that they went really slow. So the ice started to melt. It wasn't fresh out of the freezer and right on the chopping block, so mm. to speak. So it had too much time to melt. Of course, what happens when it starts to melt, it gets even harder. Mm. So he didn't have the fair shake that he had when he did all of his practice. But I never thought about that because he is the real deal. He's not going to brag about it, but he does bring up the point of the discipline uh, and, and the humility at the same time of when you do something and then you actually fail at it publicly. Mm. And he recovered extremely well. But then, you know, just like it, always my uh, master saying, you know, you're in top shape, physically and mentally. Then that time, I just saw whole year thinking, maybe something wrong. Maybe this is not, not right. That's why I have to educate myself a little bit more deeper. That's why martial arts are not just uh, people saying self-defense means uh, your physically and mentally self-defense. means that later on, I'm 50 or 60 and 70, drained by so many things, you know, just like a disease, or cancer, all kind. That's how you can, you can defend yourself. That's why I have a martial arts pretty deep, thousands, thousands of years of history there's a breathing exercise. You always asking, so I like to learning some breathing exercise. And also a little more deeper. That's why I'm learning it more deeper and deeper and deeper. That's why I got, I'm learning it. I have so many good teachers. You know, just like you go to college, how many you know, teachers you teach you? Martial arts, same thing. That's why uh, so lucky to meet so many great uh, grandmasters, then I learned it, then, um, you know, share with you guys, that's why. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Well, I think you bring up a good point, Grandmaster. I think in martial arts training, one thing that people need to understand is there's phases to it. You know, when your interest when you're a kid may be different than the goals when you're in your 20s or 30s. And I'm in my 40s mm-hmm. now, and I'm starting to change my focus. Like now I, I like the idea of being able to stand up and my knees not hurt, you know, or, <laughs> or play with hopefully grandkids soon and not have problems. So it's more practical application in that regard, I think, than that it's all the fighting. So, um, yeah, that, you know, and you're obviously on a level that most of us will probably never get. So it's interesting to, if it's to so hear so many, that. you're going to be, um, uh, you're going to be learning different stage of martial art called Tao, Do. That's what we call, everybody calling it Taekwondo, Gondo, Judo, like this, that Do. Then also we have to be studying. And so pretty much you can you are ready. And just like we all sharing together the deep, you know, martial art, uh, um, you know, benefit. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, on another note, so we're all part of Global Traditional Martial Arts (GTMA), um, and so, well, and I'll tell you what, I'll answer it first so y'all can think about the question. The the question I have is, what do you feel like sets us apart? All right. Now, obviously, one answer is we got a we we've a grand ma- we have two grandmasters. Uh, we, have, we all the grandmasters we have are awesome. By yeah. the way, they're all yeah. very very. All of you are very impressive, and I think that's a, a testament to the organization. But uh, for me personally, one of the things that sets us apart, I would say, two things besides the grandmasters. One, um, it's a very open-minded, very progressive curriculum. The the GSHM forms, in my opinion, are traditional, but practical and I think that's impressive you can do weapons with them they have sprawling techniques elbows knees the whole deal it's very modern so I think that's an advantage and then the other advantage is you guys like we've literally got most of the leadership in here in this room they snuck in as y'all are talking over here Uh, besides just being great martial artists just the fact that y'all are here today is a testament to how supportive you are of your schools I mean you're not really directly benefiting from coming you came out of the goodness of your heart to support our school you know that we're trying to to keep keep rolling so uh, that's something that I think has been lost in a lot of systems and so for me those would be a couple of the big points that I think that make GTMA attractive to me but since you guys are the the blood and heart of the organization what do you feel like what would you say to someone that was wanting to know what what GTMA is about well, I would jump out there and say right off the bat is that we're martial artists for martial artists. You know, we're run by an organization that is led by the real martial artists that have had years and years of experience. They've had the opportunity to learn the best of the best from the best, I like to say. Um, and I'd like to also say that as a family and as a team, we're all committed to each other. Um, I think we have the best grandmasters. I just became one, so I, I totally don't belong in that category yet. I still well, I feel very young. Well, thank you. I still feel weird about it. But anyway, the other grandmasters are bad to the bone. So, I mean, I just am very honored and proud to be in this particular elite group because they're, they're strong, fabulous martial artists that care about everybody. And our organization is based on that. So I think that the real stuff comes from the real people and – you can what I love hearing off, often is that they can tell that we care and they should know because we really do. Yes, ma'am. So lucky, uh, GTM is means a global tradition. Uh, tradition means uh, about you know thousands of years uh, materials. 
balance of the uh, benefit GTMS. And my family is a 720-year-old families. And um, just like it, not just fighting out how it can be the forever young. That was a truly have a, I have a um, 60 years after that. So lucky to have a, that benefit and knowledge and to share with our people. That's why definitely this is not just a fighting. It's a lifelong, good, strong, your heart. You know, just so you can buy anything, but you cannot buy your heart. So this uh, GTMA, uh, that wants you benefit of that true inside, uh, mentally and physically, and your top shape. That's why we go 90, I can still, I can sit on there training. That's why I have a, uh, a very strong feeling about, um, you know, just like it, I can share with my uh, people and uh, 60 years experiences. Yes, used sir. to be people 10 years and six months or whatever, but you know, you know, you know, our families, uh, you know, how many years to um, pass on that knowledge. Yes, sir. So, yeah. I'm very excited about um, helping people. Yes, sir. What do you think, Mr. Nolan? I'd answer the, the CEO. Uh, uh, way first, I, I'd want to reiterate what what our grandmaster said. What Grandmaster Kathy Lee said is, we do have the baddest of the bad. We have nine grandmasters currently, and uh, uh, to all the Yankee fans out there, it's Murderer's Row. I mean, you you start with DiMaggio and you get to Mantle, and I mean, it's just each one after is spectacular. And from a progressive standpoint, two of our grandmasters are female which is incredible in an industry that is unbelievably male-dominated, that we have two female grandmasters that are just spectacular role models and uh, uh, technicians in martial arts. Uh, it's not just they have the cool uniform. They actually can go out there and whoop it up just as well as the boys can, and in, in some cases better. Um, uh, what Grandmaster says, uh, um, and, and what you were talking about, I'm 53 and I, I share the, the body of an 87-year-old that's not in that good health. Uh, and I love Jishim Taekwondo. I, I love uh, what we can do and how we can do it and, and how Grandmaster has put together these systems where I actually feel good about uh, how I perform as a martial artist out there and what my capabilities are and work within my physical limitations. Uh, so from a martial arts standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, we are spectacular. And I think some of that is 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 a little subjective. Everyone's going to believe, well, our team is always the best. Uh, but then you get into the point of the capitalism uh, side of a business, and you can have a great restaurant that's got phenomenal food, but if they've got terrible service or they're not in a great location and the walls are all dilapidated, that's not what this is. Our jobs are specifically to be an extension of Grandmaster's vision. Uh, uh, and what Grandmaster wants, and you know him, and you're lucky enough to kind of see and be around him, uh, our entire organization, from white belts all the way up to the Masters, when he's in the room with them, you, you know Grandmaster. He's just, he's a loving, wonderful human being. We need to make sure that everybody feels that all the time. Uh, and that's one of our primary objectives are, is to make sure that all of our people feel appreciated and everybody feels like they're part of an organization, not a fraternity where you need to pay dues so you could say you're part of something. Uh, but as an organization, we work together, we grow together, um, um, uh, and, and we're reliant on each other. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, well, again, not to appear biased on it, but, you know, part of part of why I keep coming back to you, Grandmaster GK, and I think I've recounted this before, but not on a recording, is like as a kid, especially teenage years, where I started to get some skill myself, I was so impressed because when I was 16, 17, and I don't remember how old you are, sir, but you were probably already in your 30s, I think, and you, I did several seminars with you, so I, w- I would always go anytime you were there, I always always looked up to you, but, but, and, it, it, and it was obviously because you had such great, great physical skill and knowledge, uh, but it was also because you were like the epitome to me of what it meant to be a master, you know, especially, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but as a 16-year-old, 30-year-olds are old, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I was like, look at this. Look at these uh, these older folks that are. And I remember vividly, I was at a, a knife seminar with you in Millington at the old school there, and you. I think I may have told you this before. It was when we had those red knives, the hard red knives. So we're doing the knife training, and you picked me as the volunteer. And uh, you were you're very you know sir you're very patient and very nice to everyone now. Back then. You know, it was a little rougher sometimes, <laughs> the, the interactions. So you had me get against the wall, and you had the knife, and uh, I forget what, what – I don't even remember the specific technique. I just know you were telling me to move, that I was supposed to try to move, I think, the parry or something. And I'm, like, young and fast. And they he says, go, and in, like, 10 seconds, you stabbed me, like, 37 times in the solar plexus <laughs> with that knife. He's like, he's just jacking me. And I was like – and then I, I, I recounted this, too. That same seminar, you had brought a, a Muay Thai guy with you, big old calf muscles. This guy was jacked. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I don't know why he was with you. But he was way bigger than you. And I remember at the seminar, you two got to doing this kicking drill. It was a like an Olympic sparring drill where you kick, step, 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 kick, step, step, step. And, and I've told you this before, but it's just such a cool story. So you get to y'all get to kicking, and I'm you know I'm watching because <laughs> you'll see what happens. This is a young world champion Muay Thai guy, and uh, you get to kicking it. And next thing I know, you're out kicking the guy speed wise, out kicking him. He finally stops. He didn't speak any English, and he bowed to you and said something. And I think Stuart Howard asked, "What do you say to you, sir?" And uh, he he had said how how uh, how impressed he was with your skill. That he was so impressed that you were that much better than him. Then anyway, it's just um, it's t- I, the reason I recount that is it's top down leadership, which means you set the example. You don't even know this. You were at a tournament. I don't remember, was one recently, and I had some students after the tournament, the parents and students came to me, and they said they saw you there and said that they saw, what. this is what they remembered. This is it's just interesting what people remember. Yeah. They said that some kid was over on the side playing with a, a whip, a Chinese whip, like dagger thing, spinning it around, and said that you saw them and went over there to them and asked to practice it and had them showing you the move. It just that the fact that you're the grandmaster and you were humbled enough to go over because you're so interested in learning even now, but but that struck them as man, that is some kind of guy that's that interested in it to do it then. And then I've even watched you, you know, uh, especially well, anytime I've seen you, you know, you're always kicking and training, and it's just an it's an example for me even at 44 because constantly in life we all have excuses, and while we don't train, while we don't do this, oh well, I got this, I got. And like you eliminate those excuses, you know, like it's a, you, you all do. You're all a good example. And, and talking about our grandmasters real quick, all of our grandmasters are, are different 
they're all very talented but very different and I think that's valuable because it's there's always someone that each of us can sort of identify with and look up to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important too. And uh, I love the way we, you know, I've been following up every every alt uh, date. I follow up with my folks and my mentor follows up with me. And uh, I think that that's, that's all the way it should be. But it starts with you guys because you're so giving. So um, that young man doing it, that style uh, whipping the, the rope. There was uh, um, China, olden day, modern China. China have uh, so many other weapons, but only wanting uh, governments to uh, suspend, not using it, that or rope, uh, that dot rope. Hmm. As he's doing it, and I watching him, he doing a little bit long thing. That's why I go there. Hey boy, this do this this this. <laughs> uh, that's why. Uh, it's just an interesting young man wanting to learn. That's why, you know, just uh, sometimes all the grandmaster always watching it. Just say, uh, I can't ignore it, but uh, I'm a grandmaster. Means uh, someone doing wrong thing. I cannot. <laughs> well, if we do this workout in a minute, there's going to be a lot of wrong <laughs> things going on. I, I do want to say, we just got back from Argentina, and, and things don't change because we were there last week. Uh, and we lost Grandmaster for a little while, and we turned around, and he was in the corner working with a bunch of teenagers yeah. uh, that had went the wrong way in their form or something. And it it it's consistent. He has not changed at all, uh, and that's not a Grandmaster up on a pedestal and you can't approach him. It's a no. He's going to be in the stands working with you if you you did your thing wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you're all very approachable. You're very. Um, I feel like it's a mutual respect. I feel valued being here, and I definitely value being here. <laughs> so That's I think sweet. it, I think it kind of goes both ways. So I, if I can jump out of sure. the, uh, there was a gentleman in Argentina that came up and uh, he introduced himself to me through his instructor. He said uh, he's 73, and he was there, and he had witnessed Grandmaster being in the. Um, previous years I, I mean like 10 15 years ago he was there and uh in Argentina but his instructor wouldn't allow him to come up to Grandmaster and say hi and and take a picture or anything because he was just merely a second degree black belt and so when we found out the conversation with me quickly when I found out about it I immediately brought him over and introduced Grandmaster to him and and so we took five or six pictures to make up for lost time and wanted to make sure that he knew that he could be approached and we would love for him to approach us and so I think that's the part that I you know when we say real deal you know not only is he bad to the bone with the martial arts side but he's really his heart is so big that he doesn't want to walk by anybody and not be able to at least offer or give or speak to someone. And, and the Argentina trip was pretty evident of that. They are they were just all so excited that they could approach him and talk with him and certainly take pictures, making good memories. Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, and you don't ever brag either, uh, Grandmaster Kathy Lee, but you know, I was telling the girls before you got here because she uh, Shelley over there was saying how sweet you are. She talked on the phone with you before. And that she'd never met you. And I said, well, you know, she's like a 178-time world champion and used to whip the guys and stuff. And she was like, really? And I was like, she's, I never know. I was like, well, that's the key. Is they're, they're very polite, but, you know, deadly. So She's sweet, too. I like Well, uh, I appreciate you guys rushing here to be on this. Uh, we're, we're getting near time here to, to head to the workout now. 
Um, but again, I thank you very much, not just for coming here on this, but literally for all that you do. I mean, you guys, you, you guys and the organization definitely make the world a better place, you know. I mean, Mr. Noldeman comes all the time here for our Comic-Con, the small little thing we do, and it's a huge deal. He's our big guest and yes. never asks for anything and literally is just raising money for uh, the H&L Hope Foundation. So y'all are just good folks. And, if you know, obviously if there's anything I can ever do for you, you know all you got to do is ask, and I'll do that. I'll be on the cruise with you. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll see some of you guys on the cruise too. Don't forget to like and follow our co uh, content. We're on all social media platforms, uh, on Spot Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. We're also on TikTok. Again, I like to tell people they can look at Josh do the dances on TikTok. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then NA, the band, Inside My Head is their album. It's available for free right now wherever you listen to music. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, etc. Just go download that. It really helps those guys out. Michelle Allen is the local Cry Like Realtor. She, if you're going to buy, sell, rent, lease real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. Just visit her. Um, and then, of course, what we talked about today, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts has been in Covington for 30 years, just opened in Millington. You can visit masonsmartialarts.com. We have a 30-year sign-up special going on. And you can get the benefits just like everybody here talked about. And uh, Jam Books and Records will be opening soon on the Covington Square. We'll have new and used books and records, so you can check us out. Right now we're on social media. Hopefully uh, be open there in October. And then Masonite Digital Marketing, uh, if you're trying to do social media marketing, website design, commercials, he's got a drone, just visit masonitemarketing.com. And again, I thank my guests, and I thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time on Law Talk. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.